When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Wayne's World, Wayne World 2, and we're also talking about comic book shops closing up. I have a very special guest with me. She joined me on my top 10 Canon Reeves movies. We also geeked out a little bit, and that is Tamika. Say hello to everyone, Tamika. Hey again, everyone. <laughs> I just want to say thanks for joining me again on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me back. Oh, anytime. <laughs> I had a really good time last time on the podcast with you. Yay, great. <laughs> All right. So what I liked about Wayne's World was the fact that, you know, it was actually one of those first movies that I remembered, aside from Coneheads and all that other stuff, was it was actually the very first Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live movie that actually took off. And the fact is, you had Seth Meyers, Dana Carvey, and to me, I thought the chemistry between Seth Meyers and Dana Carvey actually worked out really well. Not only that, but if you have, if you actually remember this to make a, and everything about Wayne's World was the fact that it represented the whole entire rock genre and about what it meant to actually love rock and roll music. And also, too, uh, it was just about two people being in the basement, talking about music, and then also doing a bunch of other crazy and nerdy stuff that nobody would even thought about doing. And also, like, the whole entire opening with Queen with the Bohemian Rhapsody playing and the intro. I thought that was really awesome. And not only that, but uh, that also took Queen's career back up a notch as well to where they're actually well-known even more in the 90s versus where they started off at. So what do you think? Uh, yeah, I was going to say the same thing about Queen. I think that movie came out, was it three months after Freddie Mercury died? Yeah, it's about three months. Yeah, so um, that movie kind of helped, like you said, bring Queen back to the forefront. Um for the generation that probably wasn't really into Queen or forgot about Queen, which I don't know how they could do. Exactly. I don't know those people, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know those people. How about I don't that? Know them either. <laughs> Disrespectful to Freddie Mercury. But anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Like they head banged in the car. <laughs> um, they stopped for their friend because he felt sick. Which I'm, I forgot why that guy kept getting sick, but whatever. <laughs> right. And that's, and you know what? I like that part where they actually stopped because of his friend and everything, too, being sick all the time. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of my friendships and stuff like that, too, you know, where we're all metalheads and everything, and there's always that one sick person that we pick up. And he's always sick all the time, but he doesn't care. He still wants to party. He still wants to go out and do things. And I think that actually captured the essence of what Wayne's World is, though. It's about friendship. It's about loyalty. And also, too, I thought my favorite part of the film was Dana Carvey talking in third person. <laughs> and that was 
that was actually one of my favorite things. He acts like he's dumb, but he's not actually dumb. It turns out Wayne is actually the one who's dumb because he puts him in, himself in positions that he knows that he shouldn't be in. And Garth pretty much protects him in a way. Yeah, Garth is like the idiot savant. Like <laughs> he, he knows how to do everything. Um, <laughs> he said, um, Wayne just kind of jumps into it. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, look at that babe. Babelicious. It is kind of put his foot in his mouth a lot. Like, I like kung fu movies too. Oh no, you're Asian. You know, right? stuff like that to pick up chicks. <laughs> exactly. And then also too, he used that cat and knees to pick up that girl that he falls in love with. Yeah, well that's and, dedication right there, my friend. <laughs> yeah. That that is very more guys should do that. I mean, come on. If a guy doesn't do that, if a guy doesn't and that girl doesn't appreciate that, come on, that's effort right there. Yeah, it is effort. <laughs> it's like a guy like looking at your family tree and like, oh, I found this research. Like that would be a turn on for me. I'm like, oh great. I didn't have to do that much work. Exactly. It's like, okay, I've been doing all this digging, so you wind up helping me out with this, so I don't have to spend about eight hours on my family tree now. <laughs> it's creepy. Let's just it is kind of creepy. That was creepy. I went far. Yeah. yeah, that is a little bit, that, that's like an extreme stalker, uh, stalkerish. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah, it is. I'm, I went too far. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> Let me okay. reveal myself <laughs> It's like, okay, I wonder what you're going to be doing now after the podcast, looking at my family tree. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I need to make mine not private now. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but, you know, another thing, too, that I liked was the I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy thing was that is in swing. All, all of that stuff reminds me of how excited we are as fans of music and how we want to meet our icons and things like that to where you know we're all just starstruck and then here they are going we're not worthy (laughs) yeah they were like basically two guys in a basement (laughs) like you said (laughs) that likes rock music um i'm sure if you met your favorite band you would probably be like i'm not worthy too Exactly. I did meet a couple of bands, though, where I was actually like that and everything, but I actually kept my composure a what? lot better than what I thought I would. Yeah. No. You kind of go on your knees and go, I'm not worthy. <laughs> I didn't want security to go ahead and remove me. Oh, they would have got it. Everyone's seen Wayne's World. True. Come on. True. They're like, oh, he's doing the Wayne's World thing. You know what? I might have to do that next time. Yeah, do that and when you I'm see Mary advancing. Right, and I hope they actually use like the Alice Cooper bit. It's like, okay, okay, you're worthy now. Get up. Yes, <laughs> that was awesome. It was. It really was. Yeah, Alice Cooper was talking about socialism. I was like, okay, in history. <laughs> yeah, in history. And it's like, okay, when you meet your stars and you actually have them high up on a pedestal, and then you actually meet them. Yeah, it's a whole different ball game. It's like, uh, I thought you would be banging a bunch of girls right now in your backstage, but here we are talking about socialism, history. This is not what I had in mind, Alice. Do you have anything else? Yes. <laughs> I I, thought, I think I saw some episode long ago, maybe it was MTV Cribs or something like that, where Alice Cooper was 
He was just a normal guy that played golf in his backyard. Yep. <laughs> Matter of fact, he comes down here all the time to play golf. Ooh. And everything. And he goes, you know why I like coming here? Because I can actually be treated like a normal person. Yeah. And everything. And I thought that was actually pretty cool that he comes down to Mississippi to go ahead and, you know, just to relax and everything, to get away from everything. You know, that's pretty cool. I mean, he come to Georgia too, like not now, because you know we're um, <laughs> we're locked down, like Walking Dead over here. But same here. It's probably why I'm still watching Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good show to watch. I need something to relate to, <laughs> right? But another one, some of my other favorite parts was the part where they're uh, playing street hockey, and it's just the two of them. Oh yeah, and then his wait no that's that's what we used to do. I mean, not me and you, of course, but right. <laughs> as kids, like a car would come, you like car, get out of the way, way, car right, gone, game on, play kickball, play whatever. I still remember those days and being in Boston and everything too, playing uh, different sports and stuff like that. Do you play stick hockey? No, I didn't get into stick hockey until, like, I started watching, like, the Mighty Ducks and stuff like that, even though that was pretty much implanted in my brain, though, with ice hockey, because I'm always a fan of hockey in general. It's just that I didn't really have uh, that up there. I didn't have that many group of friends up there. So down here, I pretty much did the whole stick hockey thing. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I actually introduced some of my friends who are not used to hockey or anything like that. And they're like, what's hockey? I, so pretty much I've knocked them on the ground with my hockey puck, from with my hockey stick. I said, that's hockey. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to a hockey game here for the Atlanta Gladiators. It was pretty cool. Yeah, we actually had a hockey team over here before they um, – turn themselves into the Mississippi Surge. Mm-hmm. We had the Mississippi, yeah, we actually had the Mississippi Sea Wolves, and they got turned into the Mississippi Surge, which I hated because it reminded me of an energy drink. Yeah, that does. I'm like, eh, why did you do that? Yeah, I think I drank, I drank Surge in middle school, right? Have you ever had Surge? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I remember when those things used to be like 99 cents. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. This thing is cheap. It's going to get me hyper. It's going to make me through that day. Winner. <laughs> yeah, we used to have Surge and Doritos. Ooh, that sounds good. It right does now, sound too. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, what were some of your other favorite scenes, though, that was in Wayne's World, though? Um, Let me see. I know what a queen... Um, scene is one of my favorites too. Um, the hockey themed restaurant or diner they went to, I wanted to go to. <laughs> oh yeah, the diner. Yeah, I love that classic look of that diner. Though. It is really cool. And then um, Al Bundy is talking about people he killed or people he <laughs> wish he killed, and then you're like. How we just yeah, like, how did you own this diner? Did you kill people for this diner? I don't understand. <laughs> He's pretty much like the, you know how teenagers, we go up to like adults where they are actually not happy with their job. Yeah. So they start making up random crap just to get something out of us. 
to where it's like rumors in high school. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I heard that he actually killed people. And he locked people in the ice box. Oh. Really? I didn't hear about that. Really? He told me this story. That's what kind of reminds me of that. Hmm. Interesting. I should have like, done that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I also, another thing too is that I liked was, you know, when Garth plays, well, that's in the second one. Yeah, well, we he plays like Foxy Lady. All right. There was this one other scene where he's playing like Foxy Lady by Jimmy Hendrix. Oh, yes. And I'm like, yeah, Garth is definitely my spirit animal because that would be something I would do to try and get my crush. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I would definitely. Yeah, you should just get a blonde wig and some glasses. <laughs> <laughs> just play Foxy Lady. Most Play it on your phone speaker. When <laughs> <laughs> my life, the girl will be like, what the hell are you doing? Well, if she I'm gets it, to... then she's wife I'm material. Like... Exactly. That's wifey material right there. But if she doesn't and it falls it falls back on me, I'm like, shh, just let it happen. Yeah. Let the magic happen. Well, if she's like, who's <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, then you just need to give that up. Right. I'll I'll turn into Tallahassee from Zombie Land. Yes. Like I never slapped a girl so hard. Yeah, there's exceptions. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I'll just throw you. I won't hit you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, feed it to the zombies. Yeah. She'll be okay. Right. Yeah. She okay. she asked for this. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's what God had intended, though. But hey, we just stuffed it up a little bit. Oh yes. So, anyway. but you know, <laughs> but basically, the plotline for Wayne's World was just this executive who just wanted to screw him over and take take his girlfriend from him as well. Yes, I I think like both movies are probably true stories <laughs> that happen to a lot of guys. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But I love the fact that they kept the premise simple mm. and it wasn't forceful with the humor. It was just natural and improv. You can tell that most of it was probably improv. Yeah, that um I read the Bugs Bunny scene. I think that was in one or two. Where Garth was like, have you ever thought about Bugs Bunny with a dress and got excited? Something oh, like yeah. that. He said he improvised that line. <laughs> and it works out so well. You know, it's like having those crazy um, conversations with your friends and everything. One night and just thinking of random stuff to talk about. Yeah. And that's what I got from that. And that's what I loved about that scene though that you're talking about and I thought the line was just delivered perfectly yeah you can and, tell half of it maybe was improv um, but those two are like the masters of improv in my opinion true and Robin Williams is number one oh, yes. of improv yes. but another thing I have to say though is the plot line is kind of similar to the the first the second movie is kind of similar to the first movie in a way mm-hmm. because you actually have the record producer trying to take Christopher Walken is actually trying to take the girl away from Wayne on that one <laughs> yeah and at first I was kind of like you know Wayne you need to control your jealousy issues she's not sleeping with everyone but no. then when she was dancing at um was that comrades when they had the communist party 
Yeah, it was calm. Was like, what is going on? You can only do that. We're gonna in have the a 90s. communist party. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what are you doing? When she was dancing all up on her um producer, I was like, um, right. what? <laughs> and then the scene, though, the scene that I always like is the scene with Chris Farley and them, like when he goes over to the where the bouncers are and goes, "My girlfriend's back there." everyone's girlfriends are yeah. back there. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then another thing, too, I, you know how I always said that Garth was the protector? Oh, yes. My favorite thing that he does whenever he breaks the third wall was this, like, he ended up going into the, this is off the first one, but he goes into the producer's um, uh, condo in his bedroom looking up everything that he has in his room just to see what he has in there oh yeah i remember that he played detective right he goes karma sutra yeah i'm sure he's not gonna try banging his girlfriend puts that down (laughs) (laughs) and then he goes into something else and just exhibit b yeah he's definitely not trying to get with her he turned into church lady in that scene. <laughs> totally. That and even the facial expressions remind me of yeah. church lady. <laughs> oh, I miss <laughs> SNL when it was like I miss the I old school do. SNL. I gotta find it. <laughs> oh god, it's so good. But another thing too that I like too is like when he drops his uh fork, he goes, Oops, I dropped my fork. How clumsy of me. Come down here for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and he winds up talking. Yeah, and then I was playing along with him. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> what do you want, Gar? Yes, Gar. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I think so too, but we'll see what Wayne. <laughs> and you know what though? You know how some most guys are like in a dilemma? Like where if they have something like that going on and they actually see certain things in some other guy's room and then knowing what the guy is like, they want to tell their friend. But with Garth, he didn't do that with him. He kept it to himself because he didn't want to ruin his own friend's happiness. Mm. I don't think guys go in other guys' rooms. I don't think so either, <laughs> but I, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, if though. they did, then yeah. Or if they get a vibe of what this other guy is like. You know well, he did kind of tell like him, it, you know, um, I can see why Cassandra may be interested in him or you should watch out. And, of course, Wayne was like, no, nah, it's Cassandra. I yeah. can trust her. She's fine. She's fine. I'm all she needs. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, no, Wayne. You live in a basement pretty yeah. much. This guy has a condo. He has everything that you want to be, but you're not there. Yeah, and then I read Rob Lowe. He said that being in that movie, Wayne's World 1, I guess, um, that taught yeah. him how to have comedic timing or it helped him in um, Parks and Recs. I yeah. can totally see that. Because I can see where he would actually stop uh, like in between dialogues where he would actually uh, let the characters do what they're doing and then he then after that he would interact with what they were doing 
you can actually tell that he was actually uh, trying to go with the flow with uh, Wayne and Garth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they helped him out, too. Um, you know, like, hey, try this line or just be yourself. You know, I can right. see them doing that. Uh, another thing that I have to say about Wayne's World 1 was, remember how they said, oh, we'll never sell out. <laughs> and then just, here, try these. Product placement. I remember that scene. Oh, good. <laughs> and that's what I loved about that. It was like calling out celebrities on their own BS. Yeah. Yeah. And bands. Yeah, something about um, like how Pepsi, I don't know, they still use the phrase, the next next generation or the choice generation something like that no but yeah i think coke actually picked that up now. oh i think coke is so they stole doing that. from pepsi but i can't yeah. say anything i'm loyal to coke because i am from atlanta so i <laughs> i love coca-cola i'm the same way <laughs> hey i love my i love my dr pepper do not take away okay, my Dr. Yes. Pepper. <laughs> I mean, there's not like there's Pepsi in my fridge or anything. No. That's betrayal. Exactly. <laughs> I can see myself as Garth goes, let's see what's in no. the Lucas nope. uh, fridge. No. Nope. it up. She has, she uh-uh. has Pepsi. No, she doesn't. It's she all Coke products she... and maybe bottled water. <laughs> 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 and then the other thing, I'll never sell myself to the corporate and he's like, oh, Doritos. Yeah, and Pizza Hut. <laughs> and then the Pizza Hut bit was funny. And then too. Reebok. And I'm like, okay. Yep. <laughs> well, the Reebok one is what killed me, especially with Dana Carver's expression. Oh, oh my gosh. That movie is awesome. <laughs> really I is. like their band t shirts. Oh my God. They had right? the They're so authentic. Which one was your favorite t-shirt? Oh, Aerosmith, of course. Yeah. From Boston, yeah, I have to represent. You better say that. Just like, like there's only Coca-Cola <laughs> in my fridge. <laughs> Watch, I better not come into your house and have like a thing of Yanni records instead of Jimi Hendrix or uh, anything no. like that. No, <laughs> not in this house. <laughs> Or Kenny G, oh. for that matter. Oh. How much time do you have? I have a story about Kenny G. Oh, God. We might save that, save the flavor okay. for that for a few minutes. <laughs> I oh, you want to hear though, Okay. So, yeah, I do. My I sister, do if she's listening, <laughs> she hates Kenny G. Um... <laughs> My mom used to play Kenny G every Christmas, like his Christmas album, where he's playing the flute to a naked baby. Cover <laughs> of the oh, CD. God. Check it out, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my um, so my sister hated it. Um, and one Christmas she couldn't take it anymore, so she hid it somewhere or threw it away. My mom for years was like, where is that CD? My sister's like, I don't know. What happened to it? It just He just kind of went on ahead and flew his way out of, uh, yeah, out of our but house. The kicker is my mom got it back. 
and my sister, she lives in Florida, came to visit. My mom had it blasting her. She's like, look, I bought another one. <laughs> and my was like, I, oh, no. I got rid of this. <laughs> That's that is so great. <laughs> we like to torture each other. That is awesome, though. Awesome for me and you, but bad for your sister. <laughs> yeah, my mom's like, blast it up. <laughs> bump to this. I could totally bump to something. <laughs> Back to Wayne's but, World. Okay. Most definitely. Uh, listen here. Wayne's World 2. I have to say, some people didn't like Wayne's World 2 compared to what Wayne's hmm. World 1 was. But I had fun watching Wayne's World 2. It had it had moments of being good with some of the stuff. I actually like, I don't want to say 2 better, but I actually would put 2 first and then one second, even though that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. has their own ratings. Yeah, system, I like 2. You know? um, I'm not sure why. Uh, it, I guess because of like there's Jim Morrison in the desert with some naked Indian. That I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess he's Wayne's exactly. conscience. I mean, or, right? It kind of reminds me yeah. of that in a sense. It's like Wayne's uh, conscience yeah. and everything. I don't. I didn't think of it like that. No, who the naked angle. Indian would be? I guess to remind him of his conscience. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's just like having like a random ADD moment. <laughs> it's like okay, I got a spirit a spirit guide to show me what mm-hmm. I need to do with my life, and now I got yes. a naked Indian who's just off his yeah. who's just there yeah just makes to be perfect there. sense <laughs> right. <laughs> And I like the British guy too. Um, it, it was hard for me to tell oh, he's serious about the story with Ozzy Osbourne and the M and M's. I was like, okay. "Oh, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> that story made me laugh. Though with the M and M's. Another thing that I liked too was the fact that there was actually a little bit of an Austin Powers hmm. in that movie. If you remember when him and his girlfriend are in bed and he goes, oh, oh I fell. yeah, I fell again. That reminded me so much of Austin Powers. Mm, okay, I have, yeah. So it's like to me, it was like a little bit of an Easter egg to Austin. Uh, huh. to Austin well, Powers. he has so many characters in his head. They probably that movie probably helped flesh out Austin Powers. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Because I, I know the but, oh sorry no I know the character of I know the character um, of Wayne Mike Myers said that I think it was somebody he knew in high school or something like that he based off of um, or the local kids I guess this would be Canada <laughs> and I think uh, for the character of Garth. Uh, Dana Carvey based that off his brother. And I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> that was so cool, though. And then so half awesome. the movie was shot in found... LA, not Illinois, which is weird. 
Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I actually remember looking at the trivia uh. stuff for it. And about how they had to change certain sceneries up to make it look like it's actually Illinois when it wasn't really yeah, Illinois. Yeah, that's a disgrace to John Hughes. He always had movies in Illinois, in Chicago. <laughs> right. And, you know, to me, if you're going to do it, do it in, in Illinois, you know? If you have the movie budget and everything else to do it, film it. But for what they did with Wayne's World and everything... It worked for them because it's a smaller movie in a, yeah. in a sense, and everything. So I mean, it did benefit them to do it like that. It's like, well, why spend the money on something that we don't know if it's going to end up failing or not? Yeah, or, I mean, you know? yeah, I don't know. I guess like if they wanted to do that, they could have just said they could have picked a suburb in California or something. True. Let's see here. Another thing, too, is like what I liked about this one compared to the first one, all of us always winds up trying to question what's what's more to do. Like, what are, what am I going to do with mm-hmm. my life? And basically, he's a teenager in a certain sense. Or I don't know how old he is, but he's pretty much just looking uh, at his life and be like, well, what mm-hmm. am I doing with my life? What do I need to do? And then all of a sudden, his conscience comes into play. It's like if you build, if you build it, yeah, the bands will come. And it's kind of like a feel the yeah with Jim Morrison, <laughs> right? So that's what I got out of the second one was it was like, what am I doing with my life? What am I going to be doing ten huh. years from now? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I got that too. Like he was trying to grow up. Um. And figure out how to be a man and how to support his girlfriend. Mm. That's true. Because, and then he, the his girlfriend also gets yeah. the record deal as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, like business versus romance. Um, can I balance the two? Yeah. Exactly. Because I'm going to be traveling. How am I going to balance my relationship with my yeah. boyfriend or girlfriend and have my mm. music career as well? I think we got really deep on this. <laughs> I think we did for a comedy. We, went, we sucked the comedy out of it. <laughs> okay, Yay. let's go back to the comedy aspect. I don't want to get too deep. <laughs> but... You know, another thing I can say that I really loved about it was the scene when they're trying to get the permit for <laughs> the concert. <laughs> and just, yeah, I don't know what his name is. I know he played in a lot of movies and stuff like that. I've actually seen him on tons of movies. But there's this character that has these eyes that are crooked. Yeah, Yeah, he's saying some <laughs> type of albino or like one eye was blue and one eye was like dark brown or something and uh, this is what they want Wayne winds up saying yeah we're just gonna go on ahead and dot the T's (laughs) in the eyes (laughs) or I have an eye for detail like what That made me bust out laughing. I'm serious. Whenever I went and revisited it, that scene made me. Oh, it made me think of something. Um, wasn't it on Austin Powers? 
was that gold member the one with beyonce do you remember uh, um the guy had the mole yeah and he was like are you looking at my mole he's like no i'm not looking at thing on your face (laughs) 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 that's Oh, <laughs> I want to go ahead and cut that yeah, off and make some guacamole. With the eye. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and then, uh, let me think what else. Two. There's also the other scene that I like when he's scaring Garth. Because I, I remember that. Don't do that. You're scared. It's like, where are you going to go? To Ireland? It's like, oh. And an leprechaun. It's like that uh, viral video that came out long ago about the leprechaun in Alabama. You remember that? I was like, I didn't hear um, about this. It was in the the hood. (laughs) I think it was Alabama. Where they said that they saw a leprechaun in a tree and they were thinking of ways to get it out the tree, or somebody drew a sketch of a leprechaun and it was on the news. And like, this is what a sketch looks like. Like, the leprechaun was some type of murderer. I was like, what? I didn't hear about that. that is- Okay, I'm, after oh, this, no. I'm definitely looking that at it. That's terrible. I was like, how much I don't know, these people I mean, it made the news. So, you know, it's a big deal. <laughs> right? I'll see if I can find it and then send it to you after the show. <laughs> All right, do that. Then, uh, this other thing that I want to talk about too is when they're bringing in the glass and the chickens and everything and he goes what are you guys doing oh we're supposed to be standing here until a certain point in time because well i hope it pays off for you i almost forgot about that until wayne's world too and i was like oh yeah i remember that (laughs) and then there was also the uh, part where he has to meet his girlfriend's father. Mm, oh, yes. That was great. That's how all it men should meet girls' fathers to be a con. That's when I'll be a Game of Thrones episode. I'm going to fight yes. you to the death for my daughter. Exactly. <laughs> it's the way it should be. We should bring it back until, what, the exactly. 16th century. I don't know. Just bring it back. <laughs> And then, because I have chosen yes. you, you are good for my daughter. Yes, and dare. then he double-crossed him <laughs> and said, well, her producer is more financially stable. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's a low Oh, ball. yeah, I remember <laughs> when he kicked him in his balls, and then one of the um, one of those balls fell out. Not his actual ball, but like... Uh, <laughs> Right, it's like a metal ball. Oh, that was such a yeah. classic scene. It was awesome. And Spinkter, Spinkter really says was. what? He's like what? <laughs> Spinkter says what? What, what? exactly? 
<laughs> oh, like I feel like all those jokes from oh, Wayne's World one and two, they have been around like ever since that movie came out. Um, they've been around for twenty some years, and people still say those jokes. <laughs> I think that's great, though, that it still has that mm-hmm. iconic feel to it. You know, yeah, especially yeah, Queen. I can see guys still saying that <laughs> at the bar. Yeah. I can still see that. Or Night of the Rockstory. Score. Score. (laughs) But, you know, Swing is always the better one. Yeah, because that time Garth in Wayne's World 2, he was talking to some guy, and it was a bunch of women come by. He was like, Swing, 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 Swing. (laughs) Swing. I was like, man. (laughs) Not going to have any Swing left. (laughs) He's giving it out for free. Right. Yeah. Right. You're just but... giving it to everybody. <laughs> that reminds, you know, that actually reminds me of my friend Ace and everything. And he went up to one of, uh, went up to someone that I knew. He goes, "I just don't get women. Huh. They're just giving it away. They're just giving, giving it all the way, giving all their goods away. What is wrong with women?" And she's like, she's just looking at me, and lo- and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know where he's coming up with this. For a two minutes, I have. <laughs> right, but yeah, I I really love that that part that you were mentioning about shooting. And then, um, oh, who was that? Was that Claudia Schiffer? The on woman. Oh, and Basinger. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, when she had the crush on Garth and turned him into a man, and then he started. Eating. What's yes. wrong, darling? <laughs> My husband's coming. You're a, <laughs> a soap opera. Right? And then it's like, hello, darling. I hope that didn't, didn't keep you up late last night. And he has a pipe and yeah. the bubbles are coming out of it. And then my other favorite part, because now that you mentioned it, I want to mention this part. It's like, take me, Garth. Where? I'm low on gas, and you need a jacket. And then she turns around and goes, I'm going to be Frank. And then he turns around and says, okay, can I still be Garth? And then they start dancing. like, oh, you're so wiggly. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Right? It's like, you know, one of those things like, I don't know what to do yeah. in this situation. And the one where she was like, can you kill my husband? And then his hair was straight, you know, and his shirt was buttoned up. <laughs> like, one night turns him into a man. <laughs> right? It's like, and then he thinks that he knows yeah. everything about women after that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? I'll take advice from you. <laughs> right? Maybe you learned something from that yeah, maybe book from the it. first movie. Yeah. <laughs> but the other part, though, if you remember, was when uh, Wayne is going over there to the wedding and he's crashing every single Oh, yeah, I remember that. He went... Presbyterian church and he went outside yep. and second was across the street. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what other oh, uh, parts um, actually stand out for you? Well, that scene, and then that scene was from um, oh man, what's the name of that movie with Dustin Hoffman from like the sixties? Is it Mrs. Robinson? Yeah, I know that was a spoof yeah, off Robinson. Mrs. Robinson. Um, if your listeners want to check that out, it's probably on what AMC something or yeah, yeah. or TMC Turner Classic Movies. But yeah, that scene was pretty cool. Um, the scene where they were training, um, what were you call those like bodyguards or stage handlers when they he dropped the mic? Um, he pulled the mic and then they were shooting tennis balls at them to get them in training. Do you remember that scene? Oh yeah, I remember that scene. That scene. I feel like that scene all bands should do that. <laughs> I agree. It's like okay, we're gonna yeah, and then Chris Farley <laughs> fell, and he's like, "You're worthless. Why are you here?" It's like I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Didn't that remind you of a spoof mm-hmm. too that they're making fun of? I think it might have been like uh, Dirty Dancing or that. something. When her and Patrick Swayze are fighting, he goes, "Why are you even here?" And it's like, I think she responded with, "Because oh. I had nowhere else to go." I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not sure, I might be. He <laughs> <I> might. <have laughs> But this is a classic Chris Farley moment. Uh, Aerosmith performing was pretty cool, too. That was. I really enjoyed seeing Aerosmith perform and how young they looked. Now, Stephen Tyler looks like someone's grandma. They can still get on stage, I think. Well, yeah, he can still get on stage, oh, and I think he never fell mind. off the stage. <laughs> I think. I think either oh, the curtain fell on terrible. or something fell on him. Doesn't he do like, um, country music? <laughs> did he do? He, to be honest with you, he did do a country album, but he said that on Howard Stern's show, he said that he his music, if you think about it can actually be interpreted uh. into the country genre and everything, but he said that his music will always be rock music. It's just oh, that they okay. wanted to try something different. So, that's my little tidbit on whenever he got oh, in okay. Dubai See, Howard there's Stern your news. Years ago. <laughs> 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 oh. Man, I, that's what I love about Howard Stern's show is the fact that, you know, he always has a way of opening, getting his mm. guests to open up about stuff that they never even, they'll, he'll spend about an hour with a celebrity or more, and they'll open about, up about stuff that they never even said in any Yeah, interview. that's like um, Andy Cohen on um, Watch What Happens Next. He gets his guests all liquored up, and then they get loose. <laughs> Over and they're like, I didn't say that. Oh, oh wow, I did. It's like I think yeah, we go summer. Howard or Andy's show. Just don't drink, <laughs> right? 
But, you know, I, I really have to say, though, I really, en- like I said, I enjoyed Wayne's World, Wayne w- Wayne's World 2. I thought it was really good for back in the 90s. Were they supposed to have a three? Well, that was rumors because of the fact that they actually did a reunion on the MTV uh, Movie Awards show a couple of years back. And I don't know if you remember that skit, hmm. that bit or not. Not offhand. I have to go back and revisit it. Do it because you're going to laugh your butt off. It's like Dana Carvey and Mike Myers didn't even miss a beat. And there was a part in there where he said, you know, remember the Dr. Seuss book? Oh, yes. Horton Hears a Who or something like that. They they renamed it. It says uh, Norton Horton. Uh, oh, it's like their Family Guy episode. It's like Norton Nor- hears Horton hears domestic violence and does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and that and what they did with that week. Yeah, they did the same exact oh, thing. With okay, that. I gotta go back and see that. I think that, that you can actually see that on YouTube. I really have. I really yes. I'm gonna go back and that. see that. Um, I miss Mike Myers, not the killer, but you know <laughs> the actor. Right. Uh, I miss him, but you know I can understand right. why he um, went recluse. Maybe he was burnt out. Was it? Because. Mm. No, uh, it wasn't that. It oh, was the guru. I wanted the guru. to forget. You remember, uh, but, okay. <laughs> so did he. That's why he went into isolation. Well, it's okay. We <laughs> all have our balls. He just needs to back up. <laughs> right. Exactly. But that's why he got out of the movies for a while, and he was actually okay. in Inglorious Bastards. Huh. Yeah, he was actually. I know in he was in Bastards. the um, Queen movie. Um, Bohemian. Yeah. yeah, he he played the record producer. but yeah he's been doing these little small roles here and there but as for acting it itself he hasn't Mm. uh tried well if he's listening then he just needs to get back out there we believe in him (laughs) i agree yeah i want to see another austin powers movie and i do yeah we have to see another wayne's world (laughs) Yeah, you know, we gotta bed. see it. And then him <laughs> describing his farts. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it's like everyone has cabbage them. smell in apartments. <laughs> and you're like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You can have the baby. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. want my baby back rich. He got it. He still has <laughs> it. He can back. bring it back. I mean, you know, the. The younger generation needs to know who he is. <laughs> the Zoomers. I agree. I mean, I agree. I remember in uh, music appreciation class, this one of this one guy, for some reason, he decided uh. to do an Austin Powers skit. He's like, <laughs> "Get them my belly," <laughs> and he, and my teacher's looking at him like. What? 
That's like, like it's Austin Powers, get it? What? Oh, go kill yourself. You don't know anything. <laughs> right. And then there's the uh, Preparation H oh, thing with uh, Austin Powers <laughs> as well. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we're going to have to discuss that another time, though. But I can talk about yes, Mike, Mike Myers, Myers comeback, movies for the actor, not the killer. Yeah. Right. Oh. Well, he is going to be making a comeback oh, next year what is it? at a theater gonna be? in October. It's going to, it's actually hmm. going to be Jamie Lee Curtis. She's coming back again, of course, <laughs> as Lori. And I don't know the exact plot or anything, but they are making two of them. They're making two more. Oh, uh, I mean, that's movies, great. But I was talking about the actor. The next- <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were thinking, you, may, you see, you should have been more specific on that. <laughs> Usually you say nothing killer. But yeah, that is great. I do <laughs> like Mike Myers' films, The Killer. Um. <laughs> right. But anyways, but no, as for Mike Myers himself, the actor. he's actually yeah. retired, I think, for right now. <laughs> yeah, the actor. <laughs> but yeah. But you were talking to me today. I don't mean mean to step away from this, but you know, there's a little bit of news that actually broke where yeah, uh, a few of them have limited their hours because of the um, COVID nineteen epidemic. Um, I guess it's the some comic shops or the ones around me. They're kind of smaller, so you can't have a large gathering of people now. You know, as that's our way of living for right now. Right. Um, so some of the hours have been shortened or I think some shops have closed. And that makes me sad mm-hmm. in a way, but I can actually understand why they would do that. And, you know, I have to drive oh, five wow. minutes away from yeah. my comics and everything, but it's worth the drive. Yeah. But it's worth the drive though, because of the fact that it is uh-huh. a small store, just like the ones that you have. And it's just one store. It's called Bombshell Comics. I'm actually a subscriber there. And what they're doing is, yeah, they're not letting customers in or anything. But what I can appreciate what this manager is doing is the fact that if you're a subscriber to, to Bombshell Comics or if you're wanting something, he'll take it off the shelf or take it out of your box. He'll mail hmm. them to you personally. And he'll just get your uh, credit card information or debit card information, and he'll mail them off to you. That's pretty cool. And I thought it is; it really is. And then not only that, but he even said, "I'll even do for locals too, where if you're wanting your comics, I'll meet you somewhere, or I'll mm, just go to your six house feet away. and drop it off." <laughs> right. So I'm like, that is actually pretty cool because I'm glad that he's finding other ways around it. Yeah, he, yeah, he I am their Um, I, I know the shop near me is called Titan Titan Games and Comics. Um, I think maybe they limited their hours, but I'm not sure. Um, I know I see like 11 to 8 p.m. on for today, and then. 
like Sunday is like 11 to 6. So I'm, I think that um, most okay. of these shops, um, you know, like around the states or whatever, that they are um, starting to crack down on the hours or maybe like hold back on the releases. Right. Um, I'm not sure what the publishers are doing either. Are they holding back new releases as well? Or are comics just more digital now? Well, to be honest with you, I think what they're doing right yeah. now is they're taking a break, which is understandable. Because I don't think there's any new releases. Otherwise, I would have actually mm -hmm. saw it in the group that I'm in for Bombshell Comics. Because it's just specifically for subscribers. And I haven't seen anything, uh, because usually they drop it in on a Monday or a Tuesday on the new releases. And I think that they're actually mm. taking their time and everything. Yeah. To just taking a break. But what I do want to say is this. As a subscriber, as a customer, pick up your comics. Let them know if you're running into financial problems or anything like that. Because they'll understand. And I know that maybe people's anxiety is up and everything to where they're like, okay, if I can't pay this or anything like that, you know, I feel like I'm told douchebag because of the fact that I, I can't, because of the fact that I have these, com I, I know that I have comics, but I can't afford them. The comic book managers will actually understand. The owners will actually understand. Because I've done that plenty of times where I've let um, the owner know, hey, look, I'm not going to be able to make it in today. I'm not going to be able to pick up my comics because yeah. if you don't pick up your comics, the comic book stores are going to suffer. Um, I what, know, what else you want um, to add to that? From reading this article, um, Dark Horse um, and a few publishers, they've held off on their new releases, um, even digitally. Um, mm -hmm. And I think Marvel canceled its April 1st digital release. Um, so I'm not sure because <laughs> I thought with like digital that would be better, you know, because we're all stuck in the house. So I'm, right. I'm not sure why that is exactly. Huh. You see, I can understand that maybe they didn't uh, get a chance to mm -hmm. draw out some of the drawings or anything like that for April. Because don't forget, you have, they have to add in the inks, they have to draw everything, and then yeah. have the scripts, which is not an easy process. So, oh, yeah. you know, I can actually yeah. understand that. That's understandable. Um, maybe they can work from home, too. Yeah. Um, I was trying I to see, was there that. some type of fund that people could donate to for comic book shops? But if I find it, I will let you know. <laughs> There should be uh, some type of fund for comic right. book shops while they're closing or their hours are limited at this time. Because I'm actually reading several comics if you don't, if you haven't seen some of my posts or whatever, but I'm reading Daredevil. I'm reading uh, the new Morbius comics that just got released not too long ago. And oh, sweet. I'm also reading the Venom comics as That's well. That's pretty awesome. 
And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm having fun reading Daredevil. Because Matt winds up accidentally killing somebody. And he's having this whole entire struggle with then wondering if he should quit as Daredevil or not. And I really love that aspect that we haven't that I haven't seen before. Where he's feeling guilty over killing someone on an accident. And then, of course, he's losing his edge and everything, too, because he actually kills somebody else on an accident, too, and putting other people in danger, which is something hmm. that Matt is not used yeah, to doing. Yeah, I have to get back into my comics since, you know, textbooks have taken over my life. <laughs> Yeah, so that I can imagine so what you being in college, but yeah, that that sounds like a very interesting character arc. Just him feeling guilty for killing was the person a villain or just like regular? Oh, uh, it's gonna be Fisk (laughs) Fisk is actually in it. Oh, of course, of course, of course, she is. But, <laughs> but I think that was a bad impression. But but you know that uh but you know though they actually mm-hmm. have bullseye in this in the in the comic as well. He's dressed up as uh, Daredevil, of course. So they kind of playing off a little bit of what they did oh, with yeah. season, what one of the seasons with Netflix a little bit, but. But Fisk gets his ass kicked in the co- in the comics that I'm reading <laughs> by this rich family, and I mean they, he killed one of his their family members, uh-huh. and he calls his lawyer friend up and everything to try and get him out of trouble, and they already knew that he killed him, and so basically, you know they're pissed off because of that. They're pissed off at the fact that they said he promised that. You know he's not. He's going to be legit. He's just going to be the governor of New York, New York, and that's it. And everything else is going to be legal. But he's still going to have, make it to where the mobsters can actually control the New York area. And they were pissed off at the fact that hmm. there was no protection for them or anything like that. Yeah, but they wind up kicking his ass <laughs> because they put on this protector, protecting armor and everything. And it overpowered Fisk. So, if you're looking for something, yeah, I will. For comics and everything, yeah, I give me all the suggestions that. you can give me <laughs> because my semester is about to end in May, so I'm gonna have to catch back up on my readings. But I think that's pretty much everything that I actually wanted to touch base on with what I wanted to talk about. But if you're another thing too is I know that you're busy with college and stuff, oh, but okay. try cool. out Morbius too. Because of the fact that he is still out there, he's still looking for a cure and everything, but you also have these other bounty hunters that are uh, hunting him oh. down and trying to kill him. But Spider Man is also trying. That's why to I help believe in Spider Man. <laughs> I do too, and I thought it was pretty interesting. He goes, "Hey, Mister Sharptooth, if you promise not to kill anybody else, I'll help you um, find the huh. cure for what's going on with you." 
because there is actually a motive behind Morbius is the fact that he doesn't want to be that vampire. Uh, be a vampire. Oh, wow, like want he that. wants to go back to his human form. <laughs> right? But it was just one of those things that happened where he was trying to look for a cure for himself and it winded up backfiring yeah. on him. And that's what turned him into the oh. vampire. But that's just a little bit of sweaty uh, a <laughs> little bit of sweaty comic book. Yes, please uh, give me all the recommendations that I recommend you for you. <laughs> and I, I think if your listeners could will go to GoFundMe, they probably have some type of relief fund for comic book retailers. Yeah, yeah, just look around and see if so. everyone can just help out the retailers. Uh, talk to your local comic book shop owner and try to work something out with your comics or just keep in touch. You know, strengthen the community. Right. That's all I got. That's my soapbox. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's pretty much all I got too. Oh, okay. I'm just going to go on ahead, close out the show, but yeah, I... I don't really have much else to actually add to everything. It's been a slow movie yeah. news uh, day and everything else too, especially with all the stuff with the Corona uh, virus stuff going on and things like that. But here's the thing, guys: Please. don't be douchebags to people yes. that are in the grocery store. Stay six feet away. Yes, I was praying. Don't, in the me, face. don't let to make a use lights all to on keep you. the others alive. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. And another yes. thing too is let the essential workers do their job and don't be yes and stop assholes to them when they're trying to provide a service that much. because <laughs> it's not like you're uh, I, I still don't get it with the toilet paper situation to be honest and you know what that reminds me of this one meme where they're dressed up like they're wrapped oh. themselves up like they're mummies and toilet paper. Yeah, yes. I'm like, well, we if they believe in reincarnation, they're off to a good start. Like, I've heard a story where people just <laughs> wait at the loading dock and just grab the toilet paper from the trucks. And I was like, what? <laughs> so that's one reason we don't have toilet paper. <laughs> oh, but anyway, exactly. yes, let's all take care of each other and just hang in there. And hopefully this all blow over soon. That's all I have on my soapbox. I agree. <laughs> all right. Well, I just want to say thank you again for wanting to join me on oh, this podcast yeah, no and everything. Problem. It really does Thanks mean a lot to me that you again. To come on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Anytime. Oh, we're, yes, please. And thank and you. We're, I'll definitely As have Ron you again. Swanson says. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> but anyways guys this is John DeGregorio from Movie Lovers Unite thank you again for being supporters of my podcast another thing too is I'm actually going to be on SEN's after party not after party but after show it's called A Merc with a Movie Blog and it's going to be 6.30 Central Time 7.30 Eastern Time that I'm going to be on that show with Hotel Nerd, which him and I both share a, p- a podcast and YouTube channel together. So stay tuned for that Bye. on May 8th. 
And until next time.